0: What do you want to da da da? What do y'all want to da da da? I have not a da with da da da. We could switch to Progressive da. Oh, yeah. We could switch to Progressive and sa. Mkha. <laughs> we could sa za- enough to buy some za. Oh, yeah. Let's switch to Progressive da and get some za with the money we saw. Yeah. Now we know we're going to da da da. These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. It might just be the most normal thing you da da da. Quote to da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty insurance company affiliates. HD Smartcast You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast Hello everyone welcome to another edition of Capital Calculus the show which focuses on the intersection of politics and economics something that is critical in democracies like India especially in influencing what the little guy gets or does not get. Every week, this show will explore this intersection to try and give you a fresh perspective on the week that was. I am your host, Anil Padman Last week came as a welcome relief to all Indians. Finally, the COVID virus which originated in China is losing its sting. The weekly average of daily new cases dropped to little over 70,000. It was over 92,000 cases just a month ago. Even better, the buzz is that the vaccine is just months away. But hold the celebrations, especially in India. Do heed the warning in the Lancet, the much respected weekly peer review medical journal. It makes a daring claim. Countries like India are getting distracted by COVID-19, ignoring the existing threat of a non-communicable diseases or NCDs epidemic. Their interaction is what makes the current threat so dangerous. It is, as the journal says, a syndemic and not a pandemic. So tackling Covid-19 is therefore a necessary condition but not sufficient. For that, India has to win the war against NCDs. A tall ask. Don't get me wrong. I am not trying to undermine the country's achievements, especially in fighting the pandemic with limited resources. Instead, it is to make a case for a more durable antidote, making India's health fabric truly virus resistant. Exactly why I spoke to Professor K. Srinath Reddy. He is the President of the Public Health Foundation of India, one of the foremost voices in public health and hence my go-to person. I began by asking him his thoughts on the Lancet warning.
1: That is absolutely true because if you take any respiratory viral disease and even, in fact, other diseases as well, the maximum brunt of any infectious disease falls upon people who are already harboring a non-communicable disease and whose body then becomes an easy prey for the virus. So we know that hypertension, diabetes, chronic respiratory illness. These are some of the important conditions which actually predispose to more severe disease and often a fatal outcome. We have seen that in other cases like influenza, which is a very common example. Who are the people who die most out of influenza? We know that it is the elderly, particularly those with uh, comorbid non-communicable diseases or even the middle-aged. With a high burden of non communicable diseases. Uh, other people too have some risk, like young children, pregnant women, but by and large, the maximum brunt of death is in those with comorbidities of non communicable diseases. And that's happened with SARS, and that's happened with, and that has happened with H1N1, that has happened with H5N1, and now with this COVID 19, we see much more. In evidence that people with pre existing non communicable diseases, the ones I've quoted like hypertension, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, chronic respiratory disease, or cancer chemotherapy, all of these are the people who are most likely to succumb uh, to severe COVID 19 illness. So when you overlay a viral disease, especially a respiratory virus, on a world that is having an increasing burden. non-communicable diseases which are uncontrolled and where risk factors for non-communicable diseases are not being addressed then we have much greater amount of damage from the viral infection than would have happened otherwise
0: but what exactly is a syndemic i asked dr reddy
1: while this phenomenon has been recognized even earlier but i think the term syndemic was relatively recently coined And it really means that when two different phenomena, which affect human health in terms of different manifestations of human illness, occur together, they actually are coexisting, then they potentiate each other and we cannot really tease out the effects of one from the other. And if we ignore one and only focus on the other, then we'll be providing a very incomplete response. In this case, the uh, infectious disease epidemic of the virus is superimposed on the non-communication epidemic. So there are two epidemics which are happening. It's not just one epidemic. And these two epidemics are conjointly producing the ghastly picture that we are seeing now. And if we only think of one particular type of problem, we'll be actually ignoring the other major contributor, That's why the word syndemic is that look at both of them with a binocular vision, do not necessarily look only at one cause. Is
0: there a risk
1: that India would get overwhelmed, not by COVID, but by the syndemic? Absolutely. Because if you are seeing what's happening everywhere in the world, we recognize that COVID is claiming its maximum number of victims in those with non-communicable diseases. And in India, we find that these NCDs, actually start much earlier in life and exert a great deal of morbidity disability and even death much earlier than in the west Uh, we know that people in india get heart attacks about 15 years earlier than in western populations we know that diabetes is manifest even in the 20s and now we are seeing adult onset diabetes as it's called happen even in the teenage years and uh, we are seeing high loads of hypertension let me just give you a few numbers to uh, substantiate what I am saying, if you look at uh, a survey that was conducted in Delhi for prevalence of diabetes in adults aged 20 years and above, uh, the prevalence of diabetes in Delhi was 25.2 percent. The pre-diabetes conditions were 47.6 percent and together We call this dysglycemia. We combine pre-diabetes with diabetes. It is a whopping 73%. And when we are talking about this, we must recognize that even pre-diabetes also causes inflammation in the blood vessels. Diabetes causes inflammation in the blood vessels. High blood pressure causes inflammation in the blood vessels. The blood vessels are getting damaged steadily. And over and above that, you superimpose the virus which also causes inflammation and damages the blood vessels and other tissues. So you have a combination of both the factors, which is the classical syndromic here, manifesting an aggravated pathology because of two dual, two contributory causes. And the same thing if you look at, for example, compared with Italy, where, uh, again, uh, we have had seen a substantial amount of uh, COVID damage. There, the diabetes in the 20 to 59-year age group is three times less than Delhi. And if you look at high blood pressure, then you have in the 40 to 49 year age group, 40% of Delhi has evidence of hypertension. Whereas in Italy it is 10.7%. So we are actually in a tremendous risk. We are in the danger zone. Uh, I'm not saying that it's throughout India, but most cities are in that danger zone. And even in uh, smaller towns and villages, we are seeing rising rates of hypertension and diabetes and uh, chronic respiratory disease. So we can ignore these only at our peril because non-communicable diseases, if neglected, if not prevented, if not given early attention, then they will actually create not only disease and death because of their own contributions, but... They will create the conditions for any virus or any infection to lay easy claim to your body.
0: Clearly, public policy needs a massive reset. More importantly, the messaging. That the cure goes beyond tackling COVID-19. Easier said than done. Where does India begin?
1: The problem is that uh, the governments are mostly used to uh, dealing with acute episodic care through their health system. Are reacting to an immediate public health emergency which usually fades off within 10 to 15 days uh, this is one of the rare occasions when they're seeing an infectious disease epidemic challenge them for months together and possibly go on for more than a year uh, uh, by before we see the end of it globally so i think they immediately focus their attention on the problem at hand and very narrowly at that and then they do not give any attention to the other underlying major problem uh, which is actually going to be the base for this high disease burden Uh, we have to tell people that this is something very important and we have to explain the science also like for example in the west they say that obesity is one of the major risk factors for covid 19 resulting in severe disease and death then our policymakers will say oh but in india we are diversity levels are not that high If you take the conventional criteria for obesity, that's true, which is body mass index. But we know that even at a lower body mass index in India, because of the high percentage of body fat, especially the high amount of fat in the abdomen, in the belly, which is called abdominal obesity or central obesity, we have much higher levels of risk even at a low body mass index compared to an American or or any other Caucasian. So, we have to really interpret the science correctly in the Indian context, take policy decisions which are appropriate. We do require strong multi-sectoral policies which address the nature of food that is marketed and the kind of healthy foods that are available at affordable prices, control the consumption of unhealthy foods, particularly their aggressive marketing, we must make sure that uh, people are, have an opportunity to have a much greater uh, physical activity in safe and pleasurable outdoor conditions. We must control air pollution and we must uh, also crack down on uh, tobacco and smoking, tobacco in any form. So all of these are things that require policy to be applied in a
0: consistent and a fairly long-term manner. COVID-19, it has stretched for so long. And it may stretch even longer. It's actually a good wake-up call for India to address its health concerns holistically is what you're suggesting, right?
1: Absolutely. You cannot deal with health piecemeal Because not only the body is a much more unified organ system where multiple organs coexist together and work together in harmony. But also there are so many social conditions and environmental factors which impact upon our health. Unless you address all of them and try and say, okay, we'll try and create conditions which are conducive for people making and maintaining healthy living choices, which will reduce the amount of risk factors, at the same time create health systems which are far more capable not only of health promotion but of early detection and chronic care, we will never be able to address the problem problem of NCD successfully.
0: You heard Dr. Reddy. He has unambiguously set out India's challenge. Yes, it has to address the threat of COVID-19. More importantly, it has to tackle the prevailing NCD pandemic. If not, India will continue to be susceptible to the threat of another virus, which could be even more devastating. A classic case of winning a battle but losing the war. That's all for today. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Do share your feedback and ideas. You can reach me on Twitter at Capital Calculus or on Facebook and Instagram at Smartcast. I'll be back next week with a new episode of Capital Calculus. Till then, stay safe. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast.